All right, everybody, welcome to Behind the Patreon once again. This time we're talking about NES memories, the Famicom, uh, all the rest, but probably mainly Nintendo in the U.S. Big house, that's mm -hmm. what our memories are. But uh, yeah, let's just start off, mm -hmm. Mike. So your initial memories with the NES. Yeah, so the NES was not my first gaming console experience uh i have two older sisters they're roughly 10 years older than i am so i had a hand-me-down atari um nice. so i was already uh having some experience there uh and then actually i think the first time that i really was impressed was still not the nes and this is what colored a lot of my early experience was i went to a friend's house and my friend had a sega master system and i was just blown away by it so I feel like I had always seen the NES at other people's houses and stuff like that, but I was never really impressed with it as a games machine until I saw the, um, the Sega Master System, which made me feel like, oh my God, these things can look really good. The NES just doesn't look all that great. Because <laughs> I had a friend who had it with, uh, he had Rob, like the big robot thing. And I remember being like, well, how yeah. does that work? And he was like, I don't know, man, it's broken. And I don't think that anybody I knew who had Rob actually knew how to make it work or it was broken or I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Right. So my my earliest experiences with the NES were pretty like, this is kind of shoddy. What's going on here? Um, what else did I play? I played, um, I mean, obviously I played like whatever people had. It was Mario and all that stuff. But uh it really, it didn't impress me. And I was a little confused as to why people kept like blowing in the cartridge or why you had to push it down and all that stuff. So early on, I really just had a sense of this is a strange machine. Why, why doesn't it seem to work right for anyone? Right. <laughs> that was really my earliest uh, experience with the NES. Okay. Uh, so NES is my first system. Uh, mm. and dude, when we're talking about this, this was, these are some of my earliest memories, man. Like I'm, mm. pu I'm, I'm pulling far back for this one, yeah. but, but I do remember, I am pretty sure that my parents rented the console first and oh. I remember helping to hook it up or maybe even totally figuring out how to hook it up. <laughs> I can't remember, but I remember being part of the hooking up to the TV process and mm -hmm. we're talking like I was five, maybe so like pretty, <laughs> pretty good. I think pat myself on the back there, but I'm just kind of, you ever get impressed with yourself of some, if from a memory from, you know, when you were a kid, uh, you know what? It's the same memory that impresses me. I used to have, you know, back then it was mostly RF that we used to connect the game systems. Yeah. And, yeah. And I found that, I think I was like reading the manual or something and I was like, wait a second, how do I do, can I do this? And I daisy chained them so that I had multiple mm. systems connected to the, what? to the TV at one I time. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it degrades the signal somewhat, but like I was a little kid and I was like, well, how do I have this and this connected to the TV at the same time? Let's Incredible. And yeah, I even thought about that. RF units. Oh my God, man. So, <laughs> so yeah so 
I remember, dude, I remember distinctly looking at, so like this little, like what looks like a remote control, mm. like signal receiver. It's like a little black square on the right side or something. They never used mm -hmm. it maybe for the NES, right? On the Directly, front. I don't, like there's, I don't. it looks like a remote control receiver kind of thing. A little black square. I thought that the game was going to come out of that screen. And then they turn it on and it's on the TV. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, I said that when I was five. No, but uh, like, I, I remember this all very, like pretty clearly. And then mm -hmm. the first video game I ever played in my entire life was Top Gun for NES, oh. which wasn't oh. great. I, I'm surprised you stuck with games. I know <laughs> it was, was rough. rough <laughs> it it was rough, but I was like into it. You know, it was my first video game. So, yeah. and Top Gun still had some sort of a presence, even though it was probably, you know, six years after the fact. It was '92 or something. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I remember, and I had like a little flight jumpsuit as a kid too. Like i <laughs> I was into I was in the Top Gun. I was in the fighter jets. Um, okay, yeah, that so, makes a difference. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. That I thought they were cool looking. Like I wasn't into cars at all. Not fucking ever. Only Transformers, mm. but fighter jets were just way cooler. So, uh, yeah. That was the first time, and I could go into more about, but the next game I play is going to spoil our little list. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So our next section is going to mm. be about like our top three games. Well, before for... we do that, I, I okay, will share yeah. one one. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, more yeah. Positive memory, uh, a pretty strong one here. Um, okay. About time with the NES. So I I was mainly gaming on the Sega Master System for most of the years that these two uh, systems were on the market. But I played plenty of NES because I had friends. All my friends had it, except for one. There were just two of us who yeah. had Sega. So I used to hang out with this one friend a lot. We played Nintendo games together. And I was at his house one day after school. And I got a call there at the house from my grandparents. And they wanted me to come home so I could go to the Big Apple Circus with them. And okay. I had I had this moment of just like, well, do I want to go to the circus or do I want to keep playing Dr. Chaos? Which was <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a somewhat, it seems like an obscure game now. To, to us, we played it a lot. I don't think most folks bothered with Dr. Chaos. I don't, I don't think I know this game, dude. I, I'm not even sure I can remember very much of it now. It's it's just one of those games that came out at the time we were interested and nobody else seemed to care, <laughs> but we were having a good time. And I remember telling my grandparents, like, I don't want to go to the circus. I don't like, I was, I had a fear of clowns to begin with. I, right. They should have known that. Thank you. Right. Poltergeist and my sisters. Right. Right. Uh, one time we went to Rye Playland, the amusement park in Westchester, New York or whatever. And I screamed my head off because there were clowns and my sisters got pissed because we had to leave. And my mom was like, well, it's because you idiots showed him poltergeist. <laughs> and I was, never, was, I was never afraid of clowns. Yeah. I just always thought they were lame. Oh God. Well, they're lame too. There's nothing yeah. about them. That's good. There's nothing about clowns. That I don't is know. Good. 
And if you like clowns, there's something wrong with you. I think <laughs> if you want to be a clown, there's something really wrong with you. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with there's something wrong with the whole situation. But I was never like unless it was like it or something or poltergeist or whatever. I wasn't like I wasn't like totally afraid mm -hmm. of them really. But oh, I was I was absolutely horrified by them. I, I just couldn't couldn't deal with it. So that wasn't even the main thing, though. For me, it was just like, I know what the circus is. I've been to the circus. I don't enjoy these things. Like, they're making elephants dance or something. I don't know. That's not how I wanted to see an elephant. So I was like, <laughs> I, I don't want to go to the circus. I want to stay here and play this game. We're having fun. And, and I didn't go to the circus because I wanted to play Dr. Chaos with my friend. So a good game. It doesn't matter what the hardware is. A good game is a good game. And I had a really great time with that game with my friend. And I you had a better than the circus. You had a hard time accepting the NES in general because the master system really did it for you. The, yeah, the master system just like it was impressive. The graphics and of course, you know, Sega having a strong arcade presence was doing a lot of ports and things like that from the arcade games coming to the home. And that's really that's really where my heart was. It was in the arcade. So anything that was like gonna give me that arcade feel is what I was going for. And Nintendo always did something different because they weren't really an arcade uh, focused company primarily. Right. I could see that if I had been a little bit older, I might've been in the same boat, but mm -hmm. NES was the first one. I dude, no. I didn't know a single soul again. I never even saw a master system ever. <laughs> until way way after the fact man i i mean i would it was just it had no presence in alabama at that time absolutely yeah. not um but yeah. i remember well, there's, there's a lot I had there's a, a lot to that story <laughs> that's a whole what, other podcast or two or three about the whole business world and nintendo's dealings and sega's oh dealings. yeah that's what we'll do that in another episode um <laughs> they still have interesting business decisions sometimes but <laughs> I remember I got this adapter for mm. cheap. I probably wouldn't have. I don't think I got this like totally new. It was like one of those like bargain bin KB toys things, mm. but it was a master. I got it because I was like interested in it. I was like, it was like a master system adapter for the game gear. But oh, I didn't yes. even know. I didn't even know what the master system was. I just got it because it was like <laughs> 10 bucks. And then somebody at school, like somebody's older brother or something was like, oh, yeah, it's Master System. So like they knew it maybe. But mm. yeah, I, I just had no idea what it was. Um, mm. And like the the EGM and the magazines at the time, they didn't they weren't covering like games that were already out. So I don't remember like mm -hmm. much Master System coverage. Yeah. I think a lot. I think my EGM time mm -hmm. probably started with Super Nintendo. Because I okay, remember yeah. the first first EGM I ever got was about the Power Rangers SNES game. Oh yeah, that's pretty late for for me. That's late. Yeah. So, yeah. but once I started it, I went whole hog into it. I was super. <laughs> I was like probably a subscriber two months after that. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> I went. I went all the way in. I, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of NES coverage. With my, I mean, I think maybe because it was at a transition period from NES. You mean the Sega Nintendo. Master System, or do you mean NES coverage? I'm not sure. If you, oh, you're NES, saying the generation? I don't. Stuff. I don't remember much 8-bit coverage. I remember mm. being super, like right at the beginning of 
uh, 16-bit yeah. coverage. Maybe yeah. some of the final stragglers late release 8-bit games. So, mm -hmm. um, the dude, the Master System looks cool. What a great mm -hmm. look for a system. Oh, and uh, the, design, the black... <laughs> and apparently it had a huge um, foothold in the UK and a lot of Europe. And like the... And Brazil. They grew, and they grew up with uh, platformers on that mm -hmm. more than Mario, which is totally different from my experience. And I think a lot of yeah. other people's like platforming ground zero is Mario for mm -hmm. many, many people, but yeah, he didn't, yeah. they didn't invent the genre. So, <laughs> um, I've looked it up. I have like, what, well, well, we should do a master system thing. Cause I've done it. I've played it in, in, in emulators yeah, it, and shit. Obviously this mold, is mold. focus on the NES, but it's hard to not consider the things surrounding it. You know, Molvelius or whatever that RPG and there was a few Gold, others. Golvelius, yeah. Golvelius, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the Happy Console Gamer on YouTube <laughs> loves the system, and so I've learned a lot about that. But anyway, yeah. back to the back to the NES. So are we are we ready? I I have another memory, but it's going to be yeah. involved with one of my lists, and we're going to so you know we'll just let's share it when it comes up. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're ready to move in to it. So, so we're gonna go through our top three games for the system, and we'll we'll each do our uh, number three game first. All right, we'll do all right, down here. So, Mike, we're gonna start off with you, buddy. Okay, all right. My number three game is Bubble Bobble. <laughs> Naturally, for me, right, this is originally an arcade game. The NES version is wonderful. It is a fantastic port. I really love it. I used to rent it with friends on the regular. It's like, I loved that co-op experience. You know, there was, you know, we had Contra back then too, right? It was a two-player co-op experience. But Bubble Bobble was the one that I really preferred to play more than any other. And it's it's the kind of game, and this is a this is an important consideration for me of like what my best games are for the system. Would I go back and play it today? And the answer is absolutely. I would like to go play this right now. I was playing I was playing Bubble Bobble for friends last night on the Switch because oh, <laughs> I got nice. it from the library, and I was just like, I can't believe how well this game just holds up because Bubble Bobble for Friends was made like in, I don't know, 2019 or something. And it just feels like a new Bubble Bobble from this. What is this? 87? It's like, a, it's like an HD remaster or something. No, no, it's all new levels and stuff. It just, oh. it's the same core design. You know, it's Bubble Bobble. It's more Bubble Bobble stages and they feel great. The only thing that's, that's nice cool. that they added in the new one is now instead of bouncing on the bubbles by like holding the jump button, you just kind of automatically bounce on the bubbles and you have to press oh, that's good. To go through them. But uh, yeah, Bubble Bobble on the NES, man. It's just so gratifying. The controls are tight as anything. They all feel good, right? If you screw up, it's generally your fault. It feels good. A lot of NES games, the controls are sloppy. They feel off. You feel like this is a poorly made product. That is not the case with Bubble Bobble for me. I love every moment of it. <laughs> Even the sound holds up. And that's not true I, for me in a lot of NES games. I I had this one as well. Uh, this was something that I think probably my mom got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, we definitely play this a lot because I had two younger brothers as well. So this was, oh, yeah. this, was a, this was a big one. 
um, not on my list, but it is a good one. I would probably make top 20 or something for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see it holding up. I haven't played it in a while, but I also mm -hmm. love this art. I love the box art and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just great. It was probably an arcade game first, right? Yeah, it was, it was an arcade game. So like I had seen it there and there's, you know, I would always get excited to be like, oh my God, I could, I could just play an arcade game at home. I could just, I don't have to worry about the quarters, you know? And right. That was one of the main draws. And sometimes the ports were terrible. And sometimes they were great. And this one was really wonderful. <laughs> it was a fantastic version. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I haven't played it in a while. All right. We're going to move on to my number three. I keep clicking on the wrong thing. We're going to get to it eventually. So <laughs> mine is, this is going to be surprising maybe, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's absolutely surprising. I didn't even think I would see Chemco show up <laughs> anywhere on the list. I've never even played this game. Okay. You got to tell me all about it. Well, I mean, it plays like you see. Uh, you're just kind of going through like the castle and trying to avoid enemies and going through. You go up the stairs and then you go through the doors here and all that. I mean, if you see the video, mm -hmm. you, you get the idea. But one of the, ma the main reason really... I mean, it's a fun game, but it's in my memories because this is the first game I ever beat ever. Oh, oh yeah. All right. I, I was, I got to the end of it. I got the end screen. If I had had a Polaroid, I would have taken a Polaroid of it, but I didn't do that. <laughs> and I told my mom I beat it. And uh, I was, I don't know. It's just, it just stays in my memory because of that. I mean, it must've been, I haven't gone back to it too much, but it must have been really fun for me to sit through it to to mm -hmm. beat it. Because if you remember, like games to me, maybe because I was too young mm -hmm. at the time, but you didn't really beat every game you got. Games no, were so no, hard. You played games and that's it. And like, you know, it's fine. That's just how yeah. it was. There was no expectation for me that I would beat a game. And that's also partly because, you know, I was in an arcade all the time. So it was like, I don't have 20 bucks to spend quarter feeding here. <laughs> exactly. So let's, hey, let's have some fun. Maybe I'll get a little better. And I don't that, think that kind of ethos continued with the home consoles until we started having games with good save features that were designed for you to continue. Cause I really felt like it wasn't the case early on. That's the other thing. Not in like the password save system. Maybe that was it for mm -hmm. a long time, but yeah. um. I remember like the, I, when I beat it, I was like, wow, it's over. Like it was, it took me off guard. I didn't, I didn't know I was coming near the end. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe, maybe there were hints and I was just a dumb kid. I don't know, but I just didn't, I didn't know. But um, I considered some others. Mega Man 2 was on my mm -hmm. list uh, for a bit, but this one, just because of the, the memory there, um, yeah. I'm putting it there. My, it might be something different on a different day, but this is, <laughs> you know, this one's, this one sticks in my mind. So that's my number yeah. three. No, that's cool, man. That's a big surprise for me. I, I always, I thought Kemco was always a little underrated, but I didn't even know they had made um, a Bugs Bunny game or any licensed stuff. I, I knew like, uh, I used to love rescue the embassy mission. And um, of course I'm pretty sure they did Shadowgate and deja vu. Yeah, so, I didn't have those, I don't think. Yeah, they did some good work. That's very cool. Yeah, they're good. 
That was a good one, at least. I like the cover art, too. Kind of white, yeah. mainly white background. A little weird, but it's cool. That, that definitely has the uh, a feel of the era, that 89 to 91 aesthetic. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm. I loved, and like the other thing, too, Cartoon Network was just starting out, and they had no um, original content for a long time. They would just play old cartoons because it was such a novelty that there was yeah. cartoons on all the time. So yeah. I actually grew up watching a ton of Looney Tunes. And I think yeah. that that wasn't that wasn't as prevalent a little bit after. And like now there's not a whole lot of Looney Tunes at all. And kids don't even get the humor I heard. Yeah. You know that? I, I didn't realize that, but that makes sense. I mean, a lot of it is really just like thoroughly violent and abusive. It is. It <laughs> like, is. Okay. It yeah. is. I mean, I always... I always just knew it was a cartoon and it's, that's just how cartoons yeah, are. Not, but. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit someone because I saw Bugs Bunny hit someone with a hammer. It's just not, I know for me. maybe some kids did, but that wasn't the deal with, with me. Yeah. Maggie All right, ready to move, yeah. Ready to move on. Yeah, sure. All right. Here so we go. we'll be Soon going on to the number two. Yep. All right. My number two game is, Mega Man 2. <laughs> Mega Man 2 is the first one that makes Mega Man work. So Mega Man 1 was a cool game. Great idea. Let's take the boss's powers. We absorb them. We use them in kind of a puzzle and all that stuff. Okay. You couldn't save the game. And it was insanely hard. When you hit the yellow, they call it the, the yellow devil. Like it was just so brutally difficult. And I couldn't couldn't make progress with it. There were a lot of platforming things that were too hard i felt um in the there's like the ice stage but even though there were some that were difficult in mega man 2 i feel like that game was short enough and it had a good password save so i could keep coming back to it i could keep on trying and that's really what made the difference this is one of the the earlier games that i would beat and beat again and again. It was fine. I would love to go back and just play through it repeatedly. And I got that Mega Man collection uh, when they re-released. It's actually multiple times now that they've done Mega Man collections on like the PS2, the Xbox, whatever, everything. What do I do? I get it and I'm like, look at all these new Mega Man games because I haven't played three, four, five, six or anything. And uh -huh. I just end up playing Mega Man 2 and I'm like, wow, that was great. And then I never touch anything else in the collection. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I did play Mega Man 8, the PlayStation 1 game, just because it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> Mega Man 2, Mega Man 2, like the music, the pacing, and, and this is really important, something like you were saying about Crazy Castle, the difficulty. Mega Man 2 felt a lot easier to me than Mega Man 1, and that encouraged me to try more. Like, I felt like mm -hmm. I could do this. I felt like I could beat this game. Because it was it was easier, and I had the password system, I had the um, the energy tanks, like all those little things that I could do as a as a young kid who wasn't, you know, even if I was uh, a better gamer as a kid than a lot of my friends, a kid's abilities are often just not really as refined. You know, we don't have the, the strong motor skills or kinesthetic awareness that a lot of adults do, and so this had enough accessibility that I could keep coming back to it and I beat it and I loved it and I beat it repeatedly. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, this is a top one. This is top 10 or top five for me as well. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. I, 
my memory is fuzzy with Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4. They all kind of run together. Um, yeah. But I still look at Mega Man 3 as the new game that I haven't tried yet. <laughs> like I remember so, seeing it in Nintendo Power. I mean, like, whoa, those snakes look kind of cool. <laughs> so everyone these days calls it super hard and like like the dark souls of platformers or something but dude was it really that much harder than anything else on nes like all the nes was always hard i that's i think in my opinion i you know that i'm thinking about it a little like capcom made some really great nes games and i think that they started making them more accessible like i there's some games from Capcom on the NES that I would just, I would beat and I would play them repeatedly. And I think it started with Mega Man 2 for me. I mean, I didn't beat a lot of them, but I never thought they were any harder than anything mm-hmm. else. But the way people talk about them these days, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like Dark Souls or something like, dude, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, but it's also like more fun. So that makes it a little bit less hard in some way i think i mean i never felt you know, that fair yeah know, a lot of games yeah yeah, yeah. i was like i'm losing at this game because this game is garbage and you know it's not just me being a sore loser i would be like these controls are terrible i'm trying to tell it to do this thing and it's not doing that thing but with mega man it did everything i tried to tell it to do <laughs> like when this i talked about ninja guy then it was if I made a mistake in Ninja Gaiden, it was my fault. There was no system right. within the game that was stopping me from doing anything and everything. The only thing holding me back was me. I I can see that. Um, yeah, it was. I always loved the 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 series. Uh, Mega Man was one of the top series for my household. My and especially this peaked with Mega Man X on Super Nintendo. Mm. Though that that was Mega Man perfected. Uh, <laughs> Mega Man X would be a top five SNES game for me. Um, the first one or two of them, at least. But they're all good, pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, the other thing, too, about platformers. This mm-hmm. is something that's really obvious to me, but I don't know why games don't do this more often. Platforming is, well, A, about the actual platforms and the jumping and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, the second most important thing, probably, are the power-ups, dude. You need hmm. interesting, cool power-ups, and this game had it absorbing absorbing yeah. the fucking boss's powers and then having a whole new move set. Why don't more games do this? Like if you remember, yeah. even like like Altered Beast, you turn into this big bodybuilder looking dude, and then you're a fucking beast on every level. Come on, yep. man. That's they should do more of that. By the way, side tangent, real quick. Mm-hmm. Altered Beast designed yeah. by Lieko Kodama. And she did Fantasy Star, but I always kind of oh. wonder once I once I figured that out, like does she, does she like muscle dudes or something? I wondered if because like no, there's no other game where you see dudes like getting buff in real time like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wonder, I wonder if that was like something she was into personally, which is fine. I think it's cool. Yeah. Dudes do that with women all the time, so uh, <laughs> I, I, it's just something I wonder. But uh, power up. Yeah, yeah, I love Alter Beast, so dude. Good. Oh my god. Um, but anyway, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is an awesome pick. It was very close to being on my list. That's that's the thing too. Like you said, with these power ups, like there were certain levels that if you had the right power up at that time, you had enough energy in it, then okay, you could just suddenly bypass this section that was giving you trouble. 
And that was, yeah. it was a beautiful thing. It was like every, there were so many things that were built in there that I would now identify as accessibility as options that right. I would never have called them then that then. And now I'm like, they're just they're, They gave you so many paths to victory and it was a beautiful soundtrack, fantastic graphics. They're, the graphics are just right really for the NES. I feel like this is, about mm. as good as you should ever expect anything to look really it is great we had looking back we had such great entertainment <laughs> as kids it was it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah okay all right we're moving to my number two okay so this oh, one wow. this one's sort of a cheat because i did not play this as a kid i got <laughs> this on em i got this on emulator um god 10 years ago or something on my gpd q9 yeah. <laughs> which is now now defunct now defunct but it was a great little emulator portable and uh i mean look at this the graphics are great it's a mech game check mm -hmm. out the 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 video version if you're listening on audio but it's a mech game by irem really kind of underrated company probably they did that they actually did that game on turbo graphics that i said had a racist second level yeah, um, I saw their photo, name. Photograph up, Boy. I got that video and I was like, that's an Irem game? Yeah. This is, this is the R-Type team. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't know if the R-Type team worked on it, but Irem. We lost access here. Still there? Okay. Yep, we I'm had a here. We had a, we had a little bit of a... That was just me. I'm going to mark the time code. So we're back, right? Yep. Okay. Okay, so going back into it. So... I couldn't put this game down, dude. It was fucking mm. so good, man. I wish I'd grown up with it. I mean, the, it's like a platformer, but you can like change the gravity to go upside down. Yeah. Um, and it's so a shooter. Great <laughs> graphics too for the NES. Go ahead. I Yeah, I had never heard of this back in the day. I'd never seen it. I don't even know what year it came out. I just know that it showed up one time when I was watching um, Game Center CX. And uh -huh. I was like... Oh my God, wait a second. Is this where the idea for, I, I don't know how to say it, like VVV, the Spikes game? Did you ever play that? I don't, I don't know that it's, one. It's an indie PC game. It was a fantastic platformer. You'll like it if okay. you like this, because I think okay. it takes the mechanic from this, the, the gravity flip. Is, uh huh. I saw that and I was like, oh my God, is that the inspiration for this game I loved? <laughs> so I went to check it out. It probably out. was. And yeah, I would think so. So I never it, saw or heard of this back in the day. It's so good, man. I I just I wish I played it when I was a kid, but I I I beat it. I just could I could not put it down. It was one of those where yeah. I'd be playing it in the bathroom on the toilet at work <laughs> a little bit. I did that with Stephanie of the Night too. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh my god, dude. It, it's I don't know what to say. I'm I'm at a loss for words. I love it. I thought it was one of the best. It's it's pretty impressive. It, I just, yeah, yeah. When I saw that video, I was like, "This looks really cool," and I don't know why I never heard of it. I didn't know if I didn't even know if it had a North American release. So I was like, "Okay." I think it did. I think it did. Might have been a short release, but uh, yeah, I think it was released. If it, the other thing is, like for me, if it came out after the Super Nintendo was already on the market, after the Genesis was already on the market, there's much less of a chance that I was paying any attention to it. Because Late like release. I said earlier, the with the NES being what I felt was just such rough hardware, I was very happy to leave it behind. <laughs> I just like I don't I don't bother me anymore. I want to see graphics that look good. 
I want a game system <laughs> that works when I put the cartridge in it. <laughs> so Master System never had that problem with the cartridges? Uh, you know, mine never did. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I yeah, don't know. everybody had that issue. You know, people blowing on it and trying to slam it right into position and stuff. And I was just like, ah, why is it doing that? Of course, to the Nintendo's credit, everybody's mm -hmm. NES still works. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe maybe you still have to blow on the cartridge or one out of ten, one out of ten attempts and it'll still run. But it's, it's still run, though, which mm -hmm. is pretty incredible for 35, 40 year old hardware at this point. <laughs> maybe Master yeah. System's the same. I don't know. All right, so we're going to move on to number one picks. All right, here we go. The big show. All right. The big show. So here we go. I'm clicking towards that. Punch out. As a fighting game fan, this is like, this is top-notch work right here. So I'm, I'm presenting it with punch out and all. It was originally Mike Tyson's punch out. Honestly, as much as that was culturally relevant to me at the time, I could never beat him. I when I got to him, I just kind of shut the game off because I was like, it's not even worth it. So for me, Mike Tyson's involvement didn't go much beyond the uh, title screen. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever, man. It's punch out. Right. I love this game. It's this is the game that I still go back to and play all the time. In this little room that I have here, there's a, a 14 inch CRT on the side and I have a Wii U plugged into it with uh, component cables. And sometimes I play punch out there. <laughs> it's just okay i just love this game whenever it becomes available on something i grab it because i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go back and play it and i'll get as far as i can and it feels great and sometimes you know that doesn't work out well because this is a game designed for instant response this is a game designed for crts with no input lag so when you try it on some lcd screen you're like oh you know i'm having a little trouble once i get to that sort of popinski it's it's your timing's might not be entirely off. It might be uh, owing to the hardware a little bit there. You can still work around it, but it's not that easy to do. It's a very demanding game with the uh, windows of opportunity <laughs> to hit the opponent and all that. So I like to play on the CRT here. And this is definitely something I want to get set up on the Mr. Connected to the CRT. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. And it's just uh, the character design, everything about it. It's got a lot of that Street Fighter ethos, you know, each character from like a different country. Of course, they build on stereotypes and stuff, but they're all really cool and fun. And every moment of this game is gratifying to me. I love everything gonna, about it. <laughs> I'm going to drop a bomb on you right now, man. Shoot. I didn't grow up with this game, dude. I wow. didn't. I, pl I played it. I played on emulator. <laughs> uh, years, years later when I was in college, maybe, uh, wow. I, 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 I remember hearing about it. It wasn't like unheard of, like the master system people. I think people probably had it that I knew, but like wow. for me with the, the NES was almost a hundred percent, a platforming machine. That's so, crazy. I don't think I knew a single person with an NES who didn't have this game. I I mean I might have been the only one that didn't have it. My brothers didn't have it. Um, we weren't into boxing. We hadn't gotten into fighting games yet. The fighting mm -hmm. game thing started with started with Street Fighter Two on SNES. So okay, yeah. I didn't didn't really play a fighting game. I played beat 'em ups probably, mm -hmm. uh, but not a fighting game, not a boxing game. So yeah, this is one of the, there's a few games like this for me because again, internet didn't mm -hmm. exist. I wasn't quite in my EGM phase. So I didn't know everything about gaming just yet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't, the only thing I knew of was like stuff I'd see maybe in KB toys or something in, <laughs> or on Walmart or whatever. So, uh, like I, this, the, there's a few others like star tropics. I never played. Didn't know anybody. Yeah, that had Star it. Tropics was a pretty late release from in my memory. I mean, I don't remember if it was it might have been like 1990 or something. But there was a kid down the street who had Star Tropics. And I was like, I don't even know this kid. And I was like, yo, can we go check out this game? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just went into this kid's house and hung out and played Star Tropics one day after school because I'm, a, I'm about I to get to, to know Star Tropics. <laughs> yeah, a, it's a good looking game. That Star Tropics, too. It's pretty cool. I like it. But punch out is topless. I made a friend. Uh, my uh, my mom moved to some other place, and I was I was still going to school in my old neighborhood, but I had just moved into this new neighborhood. And I just was walking around one day, and I ran across some other kid my age or whatever. We were talking, and he said he had punch out, and I was like, "Well, then what the hell are we doing out here? Let's go play punch out." And I went down the block to his house and hung out playing punch out there with somebody I just met. That's awesome. <laughs> It was a different time, <laughs> you know. I did, I did, and have a Tellero boxer on Virtual Boy, <laughs> <laughs> but that was because Virtual Boy had like three games at the time, um, and yeah. and ended up only having seven. No, I don't know, something yeah. like that though. But uh, Every, everything yeah. about Punch Out still holds up: the graphics, the sound, the gameplay. It's it's really it's a beautiful thing, and I, I used to live for even. I used to drag out the fights. Because sometimes you get that little portrait of them with like a bandage over the eye or something. And I'd be like, I'm really going to mess him up this round, but not put him down because I want to see him all beaten up. And then when I start the next round, I'm going to wreck him. I'm not going to put him down. Uh, that's funny, man. It's still love um, it. The other one that is apparently big, but I didn't grow up with is that DuckTales game. Oh, it's such a good game. Oh, it's great. I- I've played it after the fact, but that was just not in our house, man. And that was a platformer too. I probably should have, but we just didn't, I don't think we had that one, dude. I'm going to tell people out there right now, this is a a fantastic thing. Get this before it disappears and gets delisted because of weird rights issues. The Disney afternoon collection on Xbox has DuckTales and it has DuckTales 2, which is insanely rare if you actually wanted to get a cartridge of that. I never okay. played it until I bought this collection. It's also got Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers games. I had that one. Tailspin and some other stuff. Get that before it gets delisted. Once you, it's if like you own five it, bucks. If you own it, you'll be fine. I think it's like a, it might be 15 MSRP. It might be 10, but I could tell you it's worth the money. Just get it because it might okay. disappear. And for the number of great games you get, it's totally worth it. And DuckTales is one of them. DuckTales would have been on my list if we had expanded the list a little. <laughs> oh, it's like four or five spot? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. it's another Capcom game that's really accessible. It's got a unique mechanic to it. And it was fun and it was short. Like I would beat the whole game and be like, oh, that's great. And then I'd go have lunch and maybe beat it again. <laughs> we had we had Chippendale. It was one of the first games I remember. We had that Simpsons mm. game where... It was also really hard, but I remember we had that and we oh, had uh, the Simpsons games were pretty rough. I tell you, uh, they were. I tell you what was surprisingly good was the Felix the Cat game. I did not play the Felix the Cat game. Dude, talk about good power ups. You got so many out of your bag or you would have to when you collect them. It was actually like really pretty decent. I It was surprising. See, now we got to stop the show so I can go play Felix the Cat. <laughs> 
I'm, I might I have built it up like, too much. Okay. I might have built it up too much, but it is like kind of good. Like mm. it's, I don't know if it's top twenty. It might, it might mm. enter top twenty for me. I don't know. Anyway, check it out. Yeah. Well, All right. Definitely. My number one basic ass pick, man. But my god, <laughs> it just, yeah, it just doesn't get much better than this. Uh, this is the second best Mario game ever. The first one being Super Mario World, I think. I agree on, there. On, That's what you say. It doesn't get much better than this. I was like, uh, it does. <laughs> Super it Mario does, World. I mean, Super Mario World. And also Shigeru Miyamoto also says the SNES one's the best, which mm. I was like, damn, I've always, I've always thought that. And thank you for confirming it, Miyamoto-san. Uh, <laughs> so the story here, this is what I was sending out earlier. We come home from school. My dad, my dad had picked us up, which was on the rare side. Usually my mom was picking us up. I never rode the school bus. My dad thought it was socialist. My dad is Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not grow but up. He was okay with school. school? <laughs> it was okay with school, but he thought the school bus was socialist institution. <laughs> so any so anyway, it didn't make much sense. But anyway, my parents picked us up, drove us to school every day. Dad takes us home. Mom is already playing this game. <laughs> My parents apparently were dating in the 80s or early 80s mm -hmm. and did go to the arcade together for dates. So wow, my mom, cool. <laughs> my mom was, yeah, my mom was like into Pac-Man and Galaga mainly, mm -hmm. um, mainly Pac-Man and Tetris. She loves Tetris. Mm -hmm. So they had, so gaming was in my blood from day one. And, uh, my mom had gotten this for herself. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought I was thinking, is it somebody's birthday? Like we got a new game out of nowhere for no reason, but my mom <laughs> wanted it. And then again, this is very early where I didn't even know this was out. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just all of a sudden Mario three's in our living room. So Damn, that's funny. Yeah. It yeah, just magically was, appears. This was like schoolyard conversation piece, you know, well in advance of its existence. And there was a lot that happened prior to it, you know, to get it out there. I'm pretty sure, you know, was it the wizard with Fred Savage was like a commercial for this and all of Nintendo. I, and you got I, that early dude, footage of Super Mario three. I was too young. I was too yeah. young. I mean, yeah. we're only like five five years apart from each other, but as at at the kid level, it's yeah, it's a huge it's difference. A big, it's yeah. a huge difference, right? From yeah. five year old to ten years old. Yeah, I, I mean, I was aware of Mario. We had one and two, mm -hmm. uh, and I like I love both of those. But you know, again, I wasn't at the EGM level of my life yet, and mm -hmm. gaming. I you know was already liking game, but just didn't get to that it wasn't ramped up into like insane passion just yet maybe this game was part of part of it but this game is the it's it's a basic bitch answer probably but it's i mean no, god no. dude it's mario 3 it's such a great game it's, it's it's i it's one of the few nes games i keep going back to the levels are great the creativity you wonder where they fucking thought of half of this shit like i think about mm -hmm. we're used to it now but think about this world building, you know, a fucking plumber that turns into a fucking raccoon that jumps on fucking <laughs> turtles battle as a fucking warp whistle. And he's battling fucking all kinds of enemies. 
you know, Bowser and shit. Like this is like kind of an insane combo of elements and it yeah. comes together really good here. Um, and yeah. I mean, platformers, platforming is one of my favorite genres, platforming and fighting games, probably my two top genres to this day. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is one, this is one of the best. It just doesn't get much better than this. I feel like this was, uh, obviously there was a lot leading up to it for, for me and uh, you know my friends at the time i i was born in 79 so i think this came out when i was in the neighborhood of 10 or 11 probably and uh you know i had played mario 2 and i remember um the time leading up to that it was featured in nintendo power and a friend of mine had gotten it for christmas so i went to hang out with him and we played it at his house and i was just like this doesn't feel like a mario game this is really weird you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I didn't really take to it. I didn't like the the shift in style, which we later found out was because it was like a reskinned other game, uh, Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, but yeah. Mario Three, I remember, looked really impressive to me, and I couldn't avoid that that playground hype. Seeing things like the frog suit and the Hammer Brothers suit and stuff, I was just like, "Yo, that's awesome! I want to be a the power ups." The power ups, man, come on! That's what yeah. platformers are missing that these days. I feel like. So I, I, you know, it was, it was something that would have been a known quantity. I, w- I didn't even have to ask anyone. Everyone knew it was just like this nationwide phenomenon. Nintendo so was it was, it was time. coming. It felt you like know? it was coming. Like the storm yeah. was coming. And, and one day I, my father came to pick me up. My parents were divorced. He showed up on like that Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And he had something like, he's got his jacket like this, you know? And I'm like, What's going on, Dad? What's in your jacket? He's like, I got something for you. I was like, Oh, well, we're going out to lunch, though. And he's like, Yeah, but I figure I'll just uh, let me show you right now, you know? And he takes it out, and it's Super Mario 3. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is out now. Oh, and you got it for me. This is awesome. I can't wait to try this. But like, I put it to the side. We went out for lunch and stuff. And he he brought me back a little early because he knew I was going to want to play it, too. But yeah, it was it was big. I spent a lot of time with this game. I did. I loved it. Um, but I couldn't beat it. And I think that, uh, again, this was the problem, right? Like, I, you were kind of expected to beat it in one sitting. You didn't have a password save. You didn't have any uh, battery save. And so I never really felt like playing through all the stuff to get where I was, where I was. Like, I left off on stage six or something, you know? And I wanted to see all of it instead of taking the warps because I thought the graphics were great. I loved all those cool power-ups, like each world had a different theme. So I was like, no, I want to be the frog and swim as the frog. Like I want to be the hammer brother. I want to get in this shoe or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And um, it's funny because there was, you know, you hear about this kind of thing all the time, right? Like, oh, my uncle works for Nintendo and he's got this. We actually had a friend, the same friend who I played Dr. Chaos with. His uncle had imported Super Mario 3 and, oh got, my God. and had like a uh, a little adapter for us to check it out. And it was just, it was funny because it was like the, oh my God, are we allowed to see this? And like, I didn't even talk to anybody about it except for one other friend because I was like, you wanted to keep the secret. You know, if, so you if saw it, you saw like months early. Did you see it months I, earlier? I don't know how much earlier it was. It was almost like this. Like I said, it was like this clandestine kind of thing of like, 
oh, I know I, this is out in Japan. And like his uncle got it. I don't know if we could talk about this. Is that a crime? Are you allowed to get that? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it was, I don't crime? know how advance we, we got to see it, but yeah, we played a little bit there, but it was, it was, it didn't really matter until I got my hands on the game for myself. You know, I could sit down and really play it. And I was very much impressed, but I didn't actually beat this until it came out as a re-release on the Game Boy Advance and it had a save system. Cause then I was like, now I can go through and just play every single stage <laughs> like I did with Super Mario World. I might have beaten this, but it might have been mm -hmm. like one of those all day sessions as a kid. Mm -hmm. Start in the morning and then go till night. I, you know, I don't know. I've, I have a memory and without the warp whistle too, I'm pretty sure I did. Cause mm -hmm. I remember just loving every second of this game, man. <laughs> just so yeah. good. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a beautiful game. Just, just looking at the giant levels, everything about it was really on point. Even if I did so, favor Super Mario World, I was very impressed with Super Mario 3. Well, that wasn't out just yet as right. well. So, you know, also looking back, like to me, because I was so young, it felt like, especially when you got to Super Nintendo, that felt like, that felt like a 10 year span, you <laughs> yeah. know, like the SNES dynasty, the SNES empire lasted from 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. But you look back at the timeline, it was like four years, but just time moves so slow as a kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I, I, it's unbelievable it's looking back, like only fucking four years. And then when the PS one was out, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, but know. It, seemed, it seems so long. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know, when four years is like half your lifetime or more, it's, it's very different. <laughs> yeah. It, the, the perception of time was, was absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, we have any more uh, memories uh, before we're out of here? You know, I think uh, I, I, it's the NES. I definitely, as time went on, I was, I look back on it more favorably than at the time, because there were some games that just really stood the test of time for me, like punch out mega man and all that. But, uh, I always was resentful of the fact that I felt the hardware was bad. It just didn't hold up. And there were always problems with the cartridges not working right. You'd plug so it. So it was definitely not the graphics were definitely worse than master system. I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I, I, my experience at that time of looking at what the Sega master system was putting out versus what Nintendo was putting out was just like, yeah, no, but what we did get to see as time went on was like more developers, I think recognizing the limitations of the hardware and working within that, just like say, you know, nowadays the current it's, it's, it's the way Nintendo does things, right? They don't care about what the cutting edge is. They care about what they can do with their own clean, particular aesthetic that won't be held up to the same standard as, say, something realistic like a Call of Duty game or something. Along they don't. They don't compete, man. They're in their own lane entirely. It's like Apple doesn't really compete with Microsoft in a in a big right. way. Well, we've talked about that before. That they once upon a time did, and they they lost. did. It <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, That's Steve Jobs said that something different. When Steve Jobs came back to Apple, he said, we do not need to beat Microsoft to be successful, which he was exactly right. And look what it looked yeah. like he did. Right. You need you to know? be doing something different. You need to be doing something unique and offer 
something to the fans that they can't get elsewhere. And Nintendo does that. They have a great, they have great internal design studios. They do a wonderful job with like, say the same thing as Pixar, right? We're not going to do this realistic animation because it'll look bad in two years time. But if we do this very stylized human form for something like the Incredibles, it's going to hold up over time. It'll look all right because it's our aesthetic and we've worked within the limitations of the hardware well. And yeah, now I can say, you know, a lot of these NES games, mainly, of course, first party did that well. But other yeah. things like Capcom, Capcom just really rose to the occasion. And when they went to another platform like the Genesis, my God, did they rise to the occasion, you know? Right, right, right. So, so yeah, I think it wasn't very good hardware, but the Super NES was built like a tank, you know? So they really, yeah. they learned their lesson there. You could... You could take that Super NES, whip it around against the wall and be like, yeah, whatever. Let's play some Castlevania now. It's still fine. <laughs> yeah, that was when my gaming fandom like ramped up <laughs> 10 or 20 fold was the SNES era. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I mean, look at it. SNES, man. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I never had the Rob. I saw that in... Um, I never know anybody that had it either. Like I saw that in what you call it, like <laughs> magazines and stuff. I everybody had Duck Hunt. That was another one. Everybody, yeah. we all that was like a, the Mario slash Duck Hunt session was a common session for this for the NES. Well, that's because uh, they sold the hardware in that way. So originally, the the first set was like this premium product, right? And yeah. I remember reading something like the designer was saying, "Oh, for an American market, it needs to be more like a a premium product, like a VCR," and that's why the the console looks so different for North America from the Japan release, but they then had a cheaper version, I think called the action set. And that one had no, uh, Rob. It just had the gun and then the duck hunt, um, Mario brothers. So that was, I think the one that most people had cause it was cheaper. See, that's what took off in my town. I think mm -hmm. everybody had that one. Yeah. Gyro um, Might, I think was the initial version and, and then, they stopped packaging it with that, which is for the best for everyone because it didn't work out well. <laughs> my my other memories was, I'll say this before we head out of here. I wasn't an RPG guy and mm -hmm. I I didn't like reading a whole lot for one, but also <laughs> I was, to me, gaming was almost synonymous with platform games mm -hmm. and that involves going left to right and like <laughs> having different ways to go somewhere and having freedom i know everybody likes open world these days and i do too mm -hmm. but open world for me took some time to get used to i yeah just want i, I maybe i'm i'm everybody no one thinks this about me because of my long hair or whatever but mm -hmm. i'm a pretty pretty type a personality i'm mm -hmm. pretty organized uh i like things like simple to understand and like i don't know i wanted just a level to clear so mm -hmm. final fantasy wasn't like that and whatever and zelda zelda i remember trying it at a friend's house and i was just like god this is this is not for me uh, at least <laughs> without at nintendo time. powers maps i don't think i ever would have been able to do anything in zelda <laughs> I, I didn't have the i didn't have the nintendo power my brother had that but we didn't subscribe to those till later on SNES days probably but uh and another one was like this is more of a Super Nintendo conversation but I remember Super Metroid thinking it looked cool but the fact that it wasn't 
like left to right and you had multiple choices i was also mm-hmm. bad at directions i would get so lost <laughs> in games and in real life so yeah. i still did didn't too. did not work out for me but now i'm into rpgs to a degree and i got super into metroidvania games symphony mm-hmm. of the night and super metroid love them now so mm-hmm. um i haven't bought metroid dread yet just because I'm, i don't I know I'm going to get addicted to it and I need to kind of plan out that addiction maybe over the holiday season. Yeah. I could tell you it's, it's, it's in the neighborhood of 20 hours play time. So no. it's not that long. It's, it's long. It's, it's the, it's roughly the right length that that kind of game should be. I, I don't think okay. it should exceed 20 hours, honestly. And okay. I don't know how many of those 20 hours were me falling asleep on the couch because you know, I'm a parent and I fall. Yeah. Asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I, I was falling asleep playing my Steam Deck last night, <laughs> but I was tired. Uh, so yeah, um, that's mainly it. Great system. The 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 starting point, the genesis for me for gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I skipped the Atari, Atari generation entirely. That's just because yeah. it wasn't around. It was, it was okay. It wasn't that great. The, the Pac-Man yeah. on 2600 was bad. Pac-Man on 5200 was good. I think you just found the whole story, really. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's okay. really it. There wasn't a lot. I mean, there was adventure and stuff, but yeah. So for me with the NES, I feel like this was a bad system. This was underpower hardware. It always was weak, but it had a great library. They had excellent support from a lot of great third-party developers, and the first-party teams knew what they were doing. So it's always the case, right? It's the software. It doesn't really matter what the hardware is. And we're seeing that today, right? The Switch is the the weakest machine on the market and it's doing gangbusters because it's a great library. And of course they tapped in once again to something unique where nobody's competing with them in the portable market. What if games were just supposed to be fun, Mike? You know? (laughs) That's it. That's all. They're all supposed to be fun. And that's it. That's why you like... You like first-person shooters? Well, we're going to make one where you shoot ink at each other. Isn't that great? And it's <laughs> yeah. a fucking huge hit in Japan, at least. That's, you know that's what I mean? third-person shooter. Third-person, still. Which I actually, I love that game. I love Splatoon. <laughs> I love Splatoon, too. My friends aren't into it, and I'm like, mm. you're lame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get the third one, probably. But anyway, thank you guys for joining us behind the paywall once again. The Gaming Guide and Rain continues. All right, always a good time. See you later. (laughs) Peace.